0: put those hands together, give the Lord the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What a wonderful opportunity to be able to come and worship our God this morning in spirit and in truth. For those of you all who are joining us on our Zoom congregation, I want to wave at you. For those of you all that are joining us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, Welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So we want you to do us this favor. If you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline, tag those you wanna invite to the post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and text the link of this worship service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in the chat window to share this experience with others. Also, wherever you're watching us, let us know the city and state. Just put it in your um, chat window. And we will on our timeline give you a major, major shout out. Amen. And even if you feel bold, why don't you just take a picture of wherever you are and put it uh, in the post so that we can give God praise for you. And I also want you to do me the favor. If you are a first time visitor, Just let us know you are first time guests and uh, our social media influencers and digital ministers will give you a major, major shout out. Amen. Minister Joshua Jordan is going to be uh, leading us as far as our worship experience is concerned. If you would do me a favor, put your hands together, give God praise as he comes to lead us this morning.
1: Clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. I said clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. I know all over this all over the country this weekend, people are celebrating freedom for America in the 4th of July. But we in Christ, we have a freedom that we can celebrate every single day. Okay? I know that some people only think July 4th is the day for freedom, but we know that who the sun sets free is free indeed. We know that that Jesus, that, that the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Alright, we have freedom in Christ. And freedom from what? We have freedom from sin. Freedom from death, hell, and the grave. And we have freedom to come before God's throne room boldly and ask of anything. We have freedom to lift our hands and praise Him even right now. I'm thankful for the freedom that Christ has provided for us. I have a right and I have a reason to give God praise. Because I am free in Christ. I'm thankful for freedom this morning. The freedom that Christ gives. Let us celebrate. Let us worship our God. And let us begin with the opening hymn crown Him. Let us sing with our our Chorus. king of kings, the Lord of lords, the maker and ruler of everything, crown him. Uh, Today's Bible reading will be coming from Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 19. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it reads as follows. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant for the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have I, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. (laughs) And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent, he deceived me and I ate. (laughs) So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your, con- and your conception. And pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then for Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, which I... And have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Amen. God's word for God's people. Let us Amen. bow our heads in prayer. Oh, God, we just thank you for this opportunity to come before you and worship you one more time in spirit and truth. God, we're thankful that we got to see another day Lord, another month. God, it's the month of July in 2022. We know some of us did not think we would be here in this moment, even right now. But Mm -hmm. for that, we are thankful, God. We will take make the most of this opportunity to come and gather amongst your people one more time and praise and worship you. I pray that your spirit has its way in this place, God. Move from heart to heart. Move from person to person, breast to breast, God. I pray that you give Dr. Scott a word that can encourage all of us. I pray that the choir sings with passion and conviction. And I pray that our spirits uplift and that we may leave here never the same. God, we give you all the praise. God, we give you all the glory. Holy Spirit, have your way. We welcome you in this place. It's in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May we see them.
0: if you know you were created to give God praise, you ought to try to do that right about now. You and I were created to give God praise. That's how we bring God glory, through our praise. And all you got to do is, why should I praise God? Very simply because he woke you up this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate our young adult praise and give God thanks for their gift. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. We greet you in the only name that ultimately matters. That's the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what a blessed delight it is for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. It is so good to To be back in God's house and uh, I want to thank Minister Joshua Jordan for reminding us that we are celebrating this country's birthday Um, and um, um, I'm glad I'm part of another country called, called this country don't care too much about folks who look like me Yeah, I'm glad I'm part of another country. Let me, if I could, I want to just share uh, uh, a few concerns with you all from my desk as we move forward uh, uh, in worship today. Um, Next Sunday is Family and Friends Day, and we're ordaining our deacons. Uh, They had their exam on Friday night, and those that took their exams passed. Amen Somebody said hallelujah You might need to say that again (laughs) Bless their hearts They had a seven page exam And then oral catechism Um um, Now I don't play with training Um And um they passed Um some were flying colors And some barely but they passed (laughs) Um yeah, yeah, I'm so glad I got some good onboard deacons because they say, well, pastor, they have good hearts. I said, yes. <laughs> Praise black Jesus and his mama Mary. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but moving from the ridiculous to the sublime, we're going to ordain them next Sunday. Our guest preacher is going to be the Reverend Dr. Marvin McMichael. Um, we're going to have reserved seating for deacons in training. Uh, so deacons in training and others, if you have family that are coming, uh, we will not be saving seats for them, first come, first serve. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind because you will not be able to wait in the lobby for your group to gather, uh, gather outside. COVID is still real. We're still wearing our masks, gather outside, and those that you want to have come in. Deacons and trainer, you know you need to be here no later than 930 on next Sunday. Also, Dr. Redmond asked me to remind you we have an mobile blood drive here at the church. Uh, Next Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We need at least 20 people to sign up so that we can be eligible to have that mobile blood drive. And there's blood shortage throughout the Mecklenburg-Charlotte area. And um, that mobile bus is going to be on Allen Street in front of the youth sanctuary. And so we're asking that if you would, please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, make consideration to give blood. Uh, There is a sign-up sheet, am I right, on the website? Outside, okay. There's a sign-up sheet. Uh, our medical team has that, uh, and there's a sign-up sheet in the vestibule. Uh, so please uh, sign up for blood. Let let my soon-to-be future second vice president of the women come on in. Come on in, Lisa and Tisa. Come on in. Amen. Um, let me also just mention that um, on July the seventeenth. July 17th, we're going to be doing souls to the polls from St. Paul, uh, our social justice ministry is inviting you to bring souls to the polls on, <laughs> amen, July 17th, and this is to vote in Charlotte's, um, uh, municipal election. So the city council and the mayoral election is, uh, up for, uh, voting and sample ballots will be available next Sunday. Uh, Do your research, come prepared to participate. Please exercise your right to vote. Let me just say that it is important. I want you to hear me and hear me well. It is important for you to vote in all elections. The reason we're in the mess we're in right now is because we don't vote in all elections and let me tell you what's getting ready to happen across this country. Um, there's a supreme, there, there is from the state of North Carolina, a case that's making its way up to the Supreme Court that dealt with how we drew the lines here in North Carolina. And that the Republicans can have their way in which I'm mighty afraid they might just because of the makeup of the, the court now, that they may rule in favor of the Republican legislature which means they can create the map however they want to. Y'all missed that. They, they, they can create the map however they want to. Which means that basically they can create it so that Democrats have less and less of a chance of becoming part of the state legislature. Now why is that important? Because the state legislature draw the boundaries for congressional districts. All right. They draw the boundaries for congressional districts. Congressional districts then determine who go to Congress. Then in Congress, they continue to make laws. And and so on and so on. See, let let me just say, don't get it twisted. Voting for president is very important. But the most important elections... All right. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be... I'm trying... No, no, no. I don't want y'all to clap. Y'all need to vote. Here, here it is. No, I, I need you to hear me. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The reason we are where we are is because we focus more on the president than we did on our local elections. All right. So, so, so during midterms, you didn't really vote, but every four years you went and voted for Barack. You voted for Barack or, Tr- or, or, or John McCain. You voted for Barack or Mitt Romney. You voted for Trump or Hillary. You voted for Biden and Trump. Uh, uh, you, you voted for president, but you didn't vote in local elections. And and, 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 while, and while certain folks are playing checkers, other folks are playing chess. Because for the Republicans, it was never about the presidency. It was about the Supreme Court. Y'all, y'all missed it. it. It was about the Supreme Court. Because they figured if we could get a majority on the Supreme Court, it don't matter who the president is. It, it's never, it's in the last 40, it's never been about the president. It's been about the Supreme Court because they've even been able to limit whenever a Democrat was in the White House, limit who he, who, who he could bring to be considered for the Supreme Court. Ask Barack. They were playing long game, we were playing short. All right, so so every election has consequences, which means that if you live in Charlotte and you haven't voted by July 17th, you better get in your car and go to Souls to the Polls and vote. All right, that's my spiel for today. Um, uh, <laughs> Y'all do know COVID is still real, so if you're sick, stay home. Um, continue to wear your mask and become b- vaccinated, and get your booster. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get my boost. I didn't want to get my booster this past week cause I had to preach today, but do know this week I'm getting my booster so that if it knocked me down, at least I have a day to be out. Um, but get your booster. If they come out with a third booster, I'm getting that too. And a fourth and a fifth. Listen, this, this thing is real. So we need you to get vaccinated. All right. That's enough of my spiel. Um, as far as that's concerned, Joshua, get ready to come lead us in prayer. And as we get ready to go to prayer, um, we want to lift up the family of Merlin Biddle, who is the brother of disciple Victoria Biddle. um, And uh, the brother-in-law of Sister Janie Biddle. Services were yesterday in Chesterfield, South Carolina. we continue to lift up the family of uh, disciple Priscilla Rux. Um, her husband, Arthur Rux, uh, as we funeralized her a couple of weekends ago, and the family of Sister Elizabeth Hines, who is the mother of disciple Martha Hines. On our sick and shut shut-in list, we're going to lift up Joseph Barron, who was in the hospital. I believe he's out now. Oscar Frazier, David Johnson, uh, Yvonne Pettis, who the Lord is just doing some wonderful work as far as her life is concerned with her cancer. We thank God for that Crystal Truesdale. We want to continue to lift up our pastor, emeritus, Paul Drummond, and his wife, Sister Thomasina Drummond, as well as others that are on our sick and shut-in list. And so uh, if you would, uh, Joshua, if you would come and take us to
1: the throne of grace. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, right now we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for being God all by yourself. You don't need no help, God. And for that, we can say thank you. God, we know we haven't dotted every I, crossed every T. We know we haven't been perfect. God, right now I confess all of our sins. God, the sins that we've committed of omission and co-mission. God, I want to say that we're sorry. That I'm sorry, God, for not being perfect. But God, I'm so thankful for your forgiveness. I'm thankful that, that you think enough of us that even when we mess up, that even when we don't get it right, that you still give us another chance. And for that, God, I can just say, thank you, Lord. God, I know we don't deserve your grace, but ooh we, I can shout for your grace. And ooh we, I can shout for your mercy. God, thank you. God, right now I know that there's so many of us that are hurting. So many of us that that don't know how we're going to pay for our bills, Lord. So many of us within our midst, Lord, that, that, that are sick in our body. But Lord, we know that you are the master doctor, Lord. We know that you own a cow on a thousand hills, Lord. We know that you that you can do it all, Lord God. We, God, we put all of our trust, all of our faith in you, God, because we know that you are the one who will see us through. God, encourage every everyone that's downtrodden. God, mend every broken heart, heal everybody. God, we trust and we believe you even right now, Lord God have all power in your hands and we're so thankful that you are and that you're a good good father it's in your son's mighty and holy name we pray
0: amen if you believe that god is answering your prayer can you give god praise hallelujah hallelujah did you say "Ooh we boy you <laughs> i talk about my mississippi that's that's deep down texas All right. It's time to give. Let's give God praise for the wonderful opportunity to give. Let me just say before we give, we are raising $50,000 for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. This church, uh, through your gifts and your kindness and generosity, we want to give to the Charlotte Rescue Mission $50,000. This is home mission. We've done foreign mission last year with Haiti. We now want to do home mission with the Charlotte rescue mission. And uh, we have raised $5,925 as of June the 26th. Amen. So we got another at least $44,000 to go. We need, we want to get this in At least by the end of September, by the end of September, September, I want to have $50,000 so that we can give to the Charlotte Rescue Mission. And we want you to be kind and generous as far as that's concerned. There's a special place, if I'm correct, Karen, on Givelify that you can give as far as the Charlotte Rescue Mission is concerned. There's also on your tithing envelope, you can put Charlotte Rescue or just put Rescue Mission and we'll know to give you credit for that. The Charlotte Rescue Mission helps men and women who are dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, and homelessness. They're building a $25 million facility. And we just want to do our small part. And if we raise this $50,000, we will be included in the pantheon of major supporters as far as that's concerned. I would love for St. Paul's name to be listed in... Uh, time memorial as far as giving aid and assistance to our brothers and sisters who need it. So we want to raise this $50,000, and we want to do it by the end of September. Hopefully by October, cut a check for $50,000 or anything over that we raise to give to the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Can we do it? (laughs) Amen. So there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first way is you can give by dropping off your check, money order, or cash here at the church. Call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive it. Or you can mail it, uh, your check or money order, to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. You can also give through ACS or Church Life online. You can give through GiveLify. If you don't have that app on your smart device, download it from your app store, connect to your favorite credit card, search for St. Paul Baptist Church, and in three clicks, you can give. If you have a physical offering in the church, you can drop that in the basket on the road that is in front of you. And our account team will receive it. So however you're giving today. If you're giving using your smart device or using a physical offering if you would. Or if you drop your offering off at the church. Just put your right hand in the air or raise your offering. We want to give God what's right not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to give. To participate with you in kingdom building through our gifts For those who are practicing the the discipline of giving tithes and offerings, we thank you. For those, oh God, who give something but yet not doing the discipline of tithing and offering, we celebrate them and yet, God, we pray that you will prompt them to give that discipline giving and then go beyond to grace giving. And then, God, for those who feel like they don't have to give anything, tenderize their hearts. Help them to understand that giving is part of worshiping you. Take these gifts, multiply them in a Godful ways, so that ultimately we can do your work through the village, the tribe known as St. Paul. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. For my brothers and sisters that have Fisk offering, if you will place it in the basket in front of you, we thank God for your wonderful gift and your capacity in giving at this moment. any grateful folks in the house. Thank you, Scott, and to our young adult ensemble for uh, informing us how grateful, how thankful we should should be. We just got some gifted musicians and singers. I'm going to ask Scott to stop playing because I really want to pay him a a compliment. I I didn't quite quite get it when I first got here nearly six years ago. You know, because in some churches, anybody that got a voice, just let them sing. St. Paul. (laughs) And um, and now that I've been saturated and enveloped in this culture, so appreciate the high level of expectation and excellence. Because singing just ain't some folks' gift. (laughs) No matter how much they want to do it. And so I'm glad he's the gatekeeper for our music <laughs> ministry. Thank you, Scott. Hallelujah. <laughs> Last couple times I've been preaching, I've been coming from Romans chapter 5, and I can't let it go. So I want to go back to Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 21. The subject is the same. <laughs> But um, let's see what the Lord would do. Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 12. It reads like this. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed or credited where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned. From Adam to Moses, even over those who have not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is the type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned for the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life Through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to preach the same thing I've been preaching the last couple of times I've been standing. I don't deserve it, but I'll take it. I don't deserve it, but I'll take it. Genetics. 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 There are some conditions we are predisposed to deal with because of genetics. Um, Therefore, family medical history. It's so important because it can help you to deal with future health concerns. When I look at my personal family history, um, on both my mother and father's side, there are some conditions that impact them medically to which my siblings and even my daughter must be concerned about. Health issues like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer are diseases my siblings and even my daughter must be alert because it's part of the genetic code from both sides of my family. Interestingly, when I was diagnosed uh, in 2015 with diabetes, I will never forget the words my late father said to me. He said, man, I see how I'm passed on that Funchess curse. It is important for family to talk to each other. So you can be aware of potential health challenges and to do all you can to avoid them if possible or to deal with them if you have to there's a field there's a field brother pop in in psychology called epigenetics epigenetics is the study of how your environment your upbringing and other factors can change the way your genes Are activated and expressed. Uh, Epigenetics uh, do not alter the sequence of your DNA but it plays an important role in the development of your DNA thereby altering whether genes become active or remain dormant. These changes can be caused by stress, smoking, drinking, diet, exercise, drug use, or even childhood trauma. Thereby causing certain aspects of your DNA not to be fully engaged in sequential ordering which may produce certain health concerns and bodily functions. You can even stunt your capacity to be all that you can be. This, this is why it's so important uh, if you're grown and you've had childhood trauma that you get some therapy. So you can heal from that mess. So, and so that you don't pass that mess on down to your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Experiences like molestation and abuse or abandonment can play a role in you becoming susceptible to emotional challenges and mental health issues when i think about genetics which deal with dna being passed down through my family bloodline or epigenetics which deal with the environment and the impact that could have on my potential to be all that i know i can be uh i thank god that god has made me aware of where i am as far as my health is concerned and where i am as far as epigenetics, because I discovered that in therapy that if I don't deal with some stuff, that if I'm not careful, I could pass that mess on to my daughter. And if she had children, she could pass that mess on to her children, and so this is why I personally go see a therapist once a month, so I could deal with my stuff. Yeah, your pastor got stuff. And I don't want my stuff to be passed on to my daughter. And I don't want my stuff to inhibit my marriage. And and I don't want my stuff to mess up what I do as far as the Lord is concerned. So, So I deal with my stuff. So from an epigenetic perspective, that as I am being made well, my daughter ain't got to deal with that mess. Now, why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this by virtue of the fact that there's some stuff I can't escape. Um, uh, Some stuff just happened to fall upon me because we, we have some biblical foreparents by the name of Adam and Eve that messed up our DNA. And they messed up our DNA when they disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. And so you and I now have in our DNA, we are S-I-N positive. (laughs) All because Adam and Eve decided to listen to a snake and become gods in their own eyes. Because you do know that it was God's original intention for us to live. In the very presence of God forever and ever. And and, and with Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, God's original intention became distorted and disrupted because of disobedience. To which now we have to suffer alienation and separation from God and each other. In fact, particularly Adam's disobedience messed all of us up. And it even messed up the planet Earth. We got messed up because of hatred, separation, and power dynamics that were introduced into the human equation. To the point that do you all not realize that when a man talks about being head of the house and head of his wife, that wasn't God's intention. That God's intention was for humanity to be equal with one another. But when sin came into existence, that now you got power dynamics of man going around talking about I'm the head of my wife. And that was never God's intention because God didn't take Eve from the head. He took Eve from the side. Somebody catch that on the way home. The planet got mixed up because we got a distorted view of stewardship because we think this is our world. And it ain't our world. It belongs to God. And one day we got to give an account to God for how we messed up God's world about what's going on right now climate change melting polar caps intensified hurricanes extreme tornadoes fire in various parts of the world drought famine declining drinking water resources and a whole bunch of earthquakes. as a matter of fact do y'all not realize there are earthquakes taking place in North and South Carolina and then on top of that this the culture and, and even the country are are acted just like Adam and Eve through white supremacy, patriarchy, sexism, idolatry, and classism and being xenophobic. That means being fearful of foreigners. Y'all say Paul, I, I am so afraid of what is happening in our country through this thing called Christian nationalism. Because Christian nationalism in the United States is not rooted in a relationship with God through the biblical historical Christ but it is connected to power structures and systems that will keep white people in power while they oppress others. I know I'm getting ready to make somebody mad but I'm here to let you know Jesus not come to establish the United States as the new Israel. And Jesus certainly did not come to you to establish the United States as his kingdom on earth. Rather, Jesus came to call all of us, regardless of where we live, to be part of the kingdom of God. Now I know on tomorrow we'll celebrate our Country's founding uh, but our country was founded on some jacked up stuff I know y'all don't like it but I'm going to preach it anyhow because this idea of America exceptionalism thinking that we're God's greatest gift in human history God's going to put us on blast because I'm mighty afraid that judgment is coming to the United States of America. I read from one of the smartest persons I know, named Dr. Matthew Johnson. He passes in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, he has a PhD in phys- uh, philosophical theology from the University of Chicago. Just absolutely brilliant. He, 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 he puts it like this He said, and I quote, America. America is becoming a backwater Dixieland country. While other countries are rising to the forefront to take our place on the stage of world history. Perhaps the idea of manifest destiny to which this country is written in the apocalyptic literature of Revelation. When John wrote Babylon the Great has fallen. We don't like to talk about it. We don't like to reference it. But maybe America is not Israel, but Babylon. Maybe just maybe America is not all that she thinks she should be. But perhaps maybe America is one of those instruments in the Bible whereby God said, I'm sick and tired of your idolatry. Maybe, maybe maybe the God of the United States is not the God of heaven and earth but the God of capitalism and white supremacy and racism and sexism and classism and militarism and all of those different idols have come together and, and maybe just maybe God is saying you know what? I'm sick and tired of y'all thinking you're all dead and a bag of chips. I'm going to show you who the real God is. This ain't no shouting sermon. But 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 here's one of the problems, Sister Gwen, and, and, and it's a problem with, with us as church folks. Because one thing we don't like to talk about, one thing we don't like to reference, one thing we don't like to say the word is Sin and it gets quiet and you can hear a rat licking lard <laughs> sin sin has missed a lot of us from the flow up Paul reminds us how through one man Adam sin came into the world and when sin came into the world death was the ultimate consequence of sin. Sin has caused humanity to contaminate every good thing that God has made. It is not God's original plan for us to have been separated from God. It was never God's original plan for us to have to deal with physical death. All human beings have two things in our DNA. We all are sinners and we all gonna die. Paul said in Romans three twenty three, all have sinned. Help me preach this thing and fall short of the glory of God. Paul even takes it to a whole nother level in Romans six twenty three 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sin has messed all of us up. That's why we got to deal with the distortion of the good God intended to the corruption of the bad the devil will use to keep us in bondage. This this, this is what sin will do. Sin will turn love to lust, joy to sorrow, comfort to calamity, peace to pity, hope to hell, virtue to vices, faith to fear, honesty to corruption, humility to hubris, anointing to arrogance, respect to shame, gladness to grief, generosity to greed, friends to enemies, beauty to ashes, victory to defeat, innocent to guilt, and life to death. But I am glad that sin does not have to be the last word in the state of affairs of our human predicament. Why? Because God sent Jesus to correct it. Here is what is absolutely incredible and amazing about God is that God and God's divine attribute is how God inserted God's self to correct and deliver us from mess that we created. And it's really a demonstration of God's grace and mercy in the midst of human tragedy. How God set into motion reconciliation and redemption for something that God did not mess up. You and I ought to shout by the mere fact of the length and width and height and depth that God has gone through to reclaim, redeem, remake, restore, refocus, reconnect, redirect, reassemble, recapture, recover and relocate a sinful, broken, troubled humanity back to the grace, mercy and presence of the almighty God. And when you think about all that God has done to reclaim us, to get us back to him, it ought to elicit a shout of praise and thanksgiving it ought to make you grateful as a matter of fact the reason you and I should be grateful is how God did for us what we did not ask for and what we certainly do not deserve as a matter of fact when you think about salvation it is the result of God's initiative not anything that you and I have done God was the one that started the process of salvation in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 that when Adam and Eve messed up humanity through their disobedience God said I tell you what I'm going to send a seed of the woman she shall bruise the head of the serpent it shall bruise his heel y'all don't you realize that at that moment he introduced by the word Jesus Christ into the human predicament to let us know that he is on his Way. From the moment our biblical foreparents fell and disobeyed God to our current reality, God has been prompting and prodding and presenting God's self to humanity to solicit a broken and corrupted yet sincere yes to the call of salvation. What do I mean? That even when you and I say yes to God to save us from our sins, we go back and forth between doing things that pleases God and doing things that sadden God. But yet, when you think about God's movement in salvation history, it does not happen without God bringing every fiber of God's being to the process. Look at how the eternal, transcendent, sovereign God, who is beyond time and space, becomes captivated by God's creatures, whereby God secures every aspect of salvation through the three tenses of time, past, present, and future. Can I teach just a little bit? Here it is. In the past God has already fully accomplished justification for the one that says yes to Jesus Christ in the present God is working out the daily aspect of salvation through this thing called sanctification which means I may not be what I should be but thank God I'm not what I used to be and in the future God is going to complete the work of God's salvation through the finishing work known as glorification which means that when God gets through with me, I shall come forth as prayer go. I ain't getting no wings, but I'm gonna get a brand new body that will one day be with the best in the very presence of the almighty God forever and ever. And here's the shout. It is something that you and I don't deserve, but you and I are to take it because of another man by the name of Jesus. Here's what Paul Paul is sharing with us in these verses I read to you. That in Romans 5, 12 through 21, Paul has given us insight about the difference between Adam and Jesus. The contrast between Adam and Jesus is so startling, it's so remarkable, it's so amazing. Until why would anyone want to remain under the curse that Adam Brought into the human equation. Paul puts Adam on one side and he puts Jesus on the other side. And when you look at what Adam has done and you look at what Jesus can do, it's no comparison. Because in verses 12 through 14, sin came into the world through Adam's disobedience in the garden. Adam's act of sin infected and impact all of humanity our bloodline has been infected our dna has been impacted all of us in here are sin positive the genetic code of our humanity became distorted the epigenetics of our being are corrupt paul is trying to get us to understand this is what sin is like sin sin I know we don't like to talk about it, sin, sin. Can y'all help me to spell sin? How you spell sin? Spell it one more time. What's in the middle of sin? Look at yourself. Sin is the ultimate thing that can be done against God. Sin is disobeying God. Sin is rebelling against God. Sin acts against God. Sin fights against God. Sin struggles against God. Sin goes against all that God is. Sin is insurrection against God. You know what sin is like? Sin is like those crazy folks who stormed the United States Capitol. On January the 6th, 2020, trying to overturn a fair and right election. Because when you and I commit sin in whatever shape, form, or fashion, when we sin in thought, word, or deed, when we commit the sin of omission, not doing what God tells us to do, or the sin of commission, doing what the Lord doesn't want us to do, we behave like those insurrectionists trying to storm the gates of heaven, telling God we want to be in charge. And we want to overrule the righteousness of God. So, so Paul is all in. As he describes that even when there is no Mosaic law, people still died because of sin. However, the law of Moses shows us the extent to which sin has messed up everything. But the worst thing sin did do was bring death. Now, the reason why we have to deal with sin and death is because of a theological concept called federalism. Somebody say federalism. Federalism. Can I teach just for a moment? Adam was established by God to represent all of humanity. So Adam would stand for us and be accounted as either righteous or sinful based on how he obeyed or disobeyed God. So the idea of federalism is how an ambassador of humanity acts on behalf of all of us. It's like the ambassador of the United States. When he's in another country, he represents the president and the citizens of the United States in that country. I'm going somewhere with this. Says Adam represented us, and says Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, not only was Adam judged, but we were also judged judge too, which means that because Adam sinned, death became part of Adam's dilemma and since death became part of Adam's dilemma, death became part of our dilemma, it doesn't seem right, it may not seem fair, but I'm here to let you know none of us in here want God to be fair because if God was fair Oh, uh, you don't hear me, none of us would be here right now. Can, 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 I, can I press my claim just for a little bit further? Because I feel, I feel, I feel since I'm I feel a shout getting ready to knock me down right now. If Adam messed us up, God sent Jesus to straighten us up. Adam's sin is assigned to us the same way that Jesus' righteousness is assigned to us when we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We inherited sinful nature from Adam, but it's not our sinful nature that condemns us. It is not our sinful nature that subjects us to death. Here it is. What condemns us and makes us the ultimate candidate for death is our connection to Adam. Because all of us have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. And do you all not realize that every time we commit a sin, God has the right to kill us. But he looks beyond our faults, <laughs> and he sees our needs. But but this is what this is what saves us. What saves us and makes us eligible for eternal life is when you and I confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we connect with Jesus Christ for real and for real. I I, I can't speak for anybody else. I will say that as I've talked about the deplorable conditions of sin and the devastating result of sin and the despicable deeds of sin and the demonic environment of sin and the dehumanization due to sin and the demonstrated power of sin and the diabolical schemes of sin I got good news y'all want to know what the good news is while we were yet sinners Somebody help me preach this thing. Christ died for the ungodly. I don't know who should be shouting right now, but somebody ought to be shouting how God sent the remarkable, righteous, effective, efficacious, forgiving, marvelous, healing, life-giving, sinless, divine Son of God in human flesh to die for us and do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Because if I did not have Jesus, Life would be horrible. Forgiveness would be unrealizable. Hope would be impossible. Grace would be unimaginable. The past would be unforgivable. The present would be unlivable. The future would be unfaceable. And eternal life would be unattainable. But thanks be to God who sent Jesus to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. And he offers us the amazing, the astounding, the outstanding grace of God. I don't deserve it, but hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A, I'm going to take it. <laughs> what does Paul share with us? That ought to help us to shout and get connected to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Two things I'm done. Here it is. First, we ought to have the joy of knowing we are justified through Jesus' obedience to God. Yeah, I know that ain't deep, but it's showing enough good news. When you look at verses 16 through 19, Adam said, no, God, I'm gonna do it my way. Jesus said, yes, God, I'm gonna do it your way. Adam disobeyed God. Sin and death became part of our everyday experience. Jesus obeyed God and brought reconciliation and eternal life back to humanity. We are justified. Oh, I know why you can't shout about justifi- just being justified. Because you don't know what justification is. Here's what justification is. Justification means that I'm made right with God because of Jesus Christ oh that don't shout you let me shout you if I could real quick here is what justification really means justification means that God looked at us and saw all of our raggedy ratchetness saw all of our sins and shortcomings saw all the devilment we have done saw all the craziness we have done saw all the trifling tricky things we have done he sees us on one side he looks at Jesus on the other side and because of our relationship with Jesus he says you don't deserve it but I'm going to declare you right not because of what you have done but because of what my son has done on a hill called Calvary See, 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 see. Some of y'all, some of y'all can't shout. Some of y'all can't shout. Some of y'all can't shout because you think you're the cats meow and the dogs bark. Some, some some of you all can't shout because you thought you were born, saved, sanctified Holy Ghost, filled, fire, baptized but yet because of Jesus Christ we are made right with God we are declared good with God, it ain't because you and I have dotted every I or crossed every T, it's not because we've been so perfect and so honorable but when God looks at you and me and when God looks at Jesus and what he did on that skull shape hill called Calvary God sees us through the blood of Jesus and says you are justified because of what my son has done what and wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to thank God for the blood of Jesus. I want to thank God for what he did on a hill called Calvary. I want to thank God for how he saved me. I want to thank God how he set me free. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody ought to get ready to at least take a laugh. God justifies us because of Jesus. No matter how much you struggle, no matter how much you struggle, Suffer, no matter how much you sin no matter how much shame you bring to the table God has the power to deliver you because of Jesus Christ anybody glad that God will pick you up that God will justify you that God will clean you up and that God will make you in the image of Jesus Christ who am I talking to right now that could give God praise Because God did not leave you where God found you he could have left you in the dirt he could have left you as a drug addict he could have left you as an alcoholic. He could have left you in the bed. He could have left you with some man or woman but he looked beyond your fault and he saw your need and God does not have to remind us of all the crazy mess we have done. We got enough folks in our lives that are telling us how bad we are and how crazy we are and how ignorant we are. Anybody glad that justification is not about your righteousness but is about the righteousness of Jesus Christ being created? and here can I give this to y'all for free. And his justification does not have a limit. Talk about being fair. God ain't even fair to God. Because if God was fair, none of us would be here. But I want to thank God that he looked beyond my fault and he blessed me anyhow because of Jesus Christ. Let me get out of here because my time is up. Uh, uh, I can't give you one more thing. Uh, uh, You ought to be glad about the abounding grace extended to you to help you overcome your persistent sin. Bro, you me, I declare one day we're going to shout on good Bible doctrine. <laughs> Verse 20 and 21 helps us to understand this. If Adam put us in sin and Jesus gets us out of sin, it ain't nothing but grace. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to teach y'all good because the purpose... Of the law was to show how much we sin. In fact, all the law did was create more sinner. Because when you know better and you don't do better, use a sinner. Uh, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. So so the law was given to humanity to make us aware of sin. And to convict us of sin and to make us more responsible for sin. But the more of the law we knew, the less of the law we care. So the solution to sin ain't the law. But the solution to sin is grace. How so? Here it is. Here it is. And I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Here it is. Here it is. This, this, this. This is what this what makes me just want to shout. This 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 what this this listen. If I if no matter (laughs) no 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 matter how much we sin. God's grace is greater than your sin. I'm 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 trying to help the saints here. because, because, Because in the text, sin grace moves from being a theological concept to becoming personified like it's a walking, breathing human being and behave like a person who has rulership and authority because in the text it says grace will reign. And so if grace gonna reign, then I mean that grace gotta sit on the throne. And if grace gonna sit on the throne, where's that throne in your life? And if you got a throne in your life, God is saying, I'm getting ready to position the essence of who I am on the throne in your life so that whenever you messed up, you'll be reminded that my grace is more than sufficient. Preach Robert Charles Scott. See, 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 say see, 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 when Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. It was the decisive victory to let us know that God's grace is available. As a matter of fact, there is no limit on the supply that God's grace can give you. God's grace is not depleted as every time you sin and fall short. God's grace does not run out because you make a mistake or mess up. God's grace does not have any deficits because of your sin and shortcoming. As a matter of fact, God has. So much grace that God provides, one hundred percent of what is needed to say one hundred percent of the people that God is saying. And if you say yes to God right now, you have become part of the hundred. Uh, let me, let me go ahead and sit down because I don't want you to think that just because you sin and you get God's grace, that's how this thing works. No. We shall not sin that we get more grace because God does not condone sin. God hates sin so much until God graced Jesus to die for our sin. God hates sin in you, God hates sin in me. But what I love about God is that even when you and I sin, God continues to work to remove sin from our lives and God through grace will give us power to overcome our sin but even when I mess up yeah even when I fall short I'm glad that God does not cut off his sin from us, his grace from us Uh, every time that you and I sin God gives us grace to get back up Every time you and I sin, God gives us grace to turn things around. Somebody said that grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Let, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, catch me in just a moment, Scott. How many of y'all ever heard of John Newton? No, everybody, no, everybody heard of John Newton. No, John Newton, John Newton, born 1725, died 1807. Uh, John John Newton was raised in a Christian home. Mama died when he was six years old. Sent to live with a relative who did not know God and had no regard for the Bible. Newton became part of the British Navy, but one day he went AWOL. When they found him and captured him, they beat him in public for punishment. He later went to Africa and connected to a Portuguese slave trader. After he connected to that Portuguese slave trader, he himself became a slave trader. He connected to a British ship one day to head back to England. But even in that connection, he acted crazy. Broke out the ship's supply of rum and got the whole crew drunk as a skunk. But one day, that ship ran into a turbulent storm that lasted for a few days. John Newton was assigned to the hold of the ship to pump out water. But he had a feeling that ship was going to go down in a few days. However, in the hold of that ship, I feel my Mississippi slipping. uh, He started remembering Bible verses that his mother taught him. He started remembering that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He started remembering. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And at that time, he called on the name of Jesus. And God saved him from his sins. And John Newton became a preacher of the gospel. But can I tell you? what you and I ought to shout for because he's not known for any sermons that he preached. He's not known for leading anybody to Christ. But can I tell y'all what he's known for? He's known for pending these wonderful words. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound uh, that saved a wretch like me. Yeah, I once was lost uh, but now I'm found. Uh, was blind but now I see. T'was grace that taught uh, my heart to fear uh, and grace my fears relieve. Uh, how precious did uh, that grace appear! Uh, the hour I first believe. Uh, but is this somebody's testimony uh, that's in St. Paul right now? Uh, is this somebody's testimony that's watching us online right now? Do I have anybody? They ain't afraid to testify through many dangers, toss and snares. I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Good morning, Saint Paul. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning, Vimeo. Good morning, telephone. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, uh, but I got to give God praise uh, because I don't deserve it. uh, But I'm going to take it. Uh, Do I have anybody that's just like me? You've messed up. You've fallen short. You made mistakes. You got shortcomings. You committed some errors. You have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you find yourself connected to Saint Paul, and you got to give God praise because you discovered His grace is more than sufficient for your needs. For in your weakness, His strength is perfected. Good morning, y'all. May the Lord bless you real good, but do I have anybody that know you don't deserve grace? but you ought to take it you don't deserve mercy but you ought to take it you don't deserve salvation but you ought to take it you don't deserve eternal life but you ought to take it you don't deserve Jesus who died for your sins was raised from the grave sits at the right hand of the father one day coming to judge the quick and the dead you don't deserve him but you ought to claim him so can I do an exercise in the church right now. Do I have anybody? They ain't afraid to testify like me. I don't deserve it, but I'm going to take it. If I have a fellow traveler, they ain't afraid to worship and give God praise for all that God has done in your life. Can you be grateful? For salvation if you're not ashamed stand on your feet give God praise cause he saved you he reclaimed you made you. Do I have anybody? They ain't afraid to lift up holy hands and give Jesus praise because he did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Oh shucks. Let's go ahead and have church lift up those hands. Throw back your head. Open up your mouth and give God praise because you don't deserve it. You ought to take it,
2: take it, take it. Say yes. Say yes. I I don't. I
0: don't. I don't deserve any good thing that I have but guess what y'all I may not deserve it but I'm sure going to take it and as I take it I'm going to walk down the street and say it's no secret what God can do if he's done it for others won't he do it for you with arms wide open he'll carry you ain't no secret what God can do I I, I don't deserve it but I'm going to take it And, and, and as I take it, walking down the street, driving in my car, and said, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've certainly been good to me." I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm. Um. Ah. Uh, I don't know why you muffling your praise If you, When you think about all that God has done for you That you know you don't deserve You ought to go ahead and just let it out you ought, I said you ought to go ahead and just let it out Make the devil mad in here You ought to just go ahead and let it
2: out um,
0: y'all, y'all sit down, sit down, sit down so, I, I want to take this opportunity because there may be someone who's saying to themselves, God, 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 God flows like that? Yeah. You mean tell me that regardless of what I've done in the past, and Reverend, you don't know how bad and how messy my stuff is. God will give me grace and save me. Yep. You mean tell me that even when I get saved and I mess up, he's still going to show me grace? Uh-huh. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Y'all, we got communion. I done have held y'all past my time. But um, everybody watching me online, everybody that's in the house, I want want to lead you in a prayer, a prayer of new life, a prayer of grace. And we all going to pray this prayer because some of us need a reminder of how far the Lord has brought us. And as we pray this prayer, if you're in the house or you're watching us online, I'm I'm going to ask you to make a decision for either Christ or church. I to make a decision for Christ. Heads bowed off. Repeat after me. Lord, I thank you. No, I don't hear y'all. Lord, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died on a cross. I believe he was raised from the dead, and I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, I need your Holy Spirit in my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me the person you want me to be. I surrender to you right now as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Keep those heads bowed just for a moment, just for a moment. If you're in the house, you prayed that prayer, you may have been baptized in the past and you didn't understand it, or you're in the house right now, you've never been baptized, but you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I want you to do, God, this wonderful pleasure. Hold up your hand right now if you're here. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you're in the house right now, never been baptized, or you want to be baptized, you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Nothing to be ashamed of. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hear me, my brother, my sister. Hear me and hear me well. If your hand is up. Come down right now. I want you to understand this wonderful decision that you can make. Deacons, you can feel the aisle. If your hand is up right now, come on down right now. Come on down. This is no manipulation. I want you to leave this place knowing that you have a redeeming, graceful relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Can we celebrate those that are moving right now? Will there be another? 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 There be another? Listen. If you are watching us on Facebook or on the website, if you would type in Salvation in the chat, one of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you. Or if you're watching us on YouTube or listen to us on telephone, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number. One of my office persons is going to reach out to you. I know tomorrow's the 4th, but we will call you on the 4th to make sure and connect with you to let you know what the next steps are. Can we celebrate these two that have come? Thank you, Deacon BB. Bring their purses. Here's my second call. If you're here right now and you're saying, listen, Pastor, I already know who Jesus Christ is, saved, been baptized, all the good stuff. I don't have a church home. I'm not connected to a church. Been watching you online, decided to show up. If you need a church home, if you want to get connected to the church, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women will love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you are here, you're not connected to a church, would you hold up your hand? If you're not connected to a church, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you're not connected to a church, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you don't have a church home, you don't have a pastor. You don't have a place where you consistently been going. Hold up your hand. 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 If you're in the house and you don't know where you stand with God and you want that assurance. Amen. You want to know that when I leave this place, I'm good with God. You hold up your hand. You you can join us by watch care. You can join us, and watch care basically means you're in the area temporarily, uh, and you just want a place where you could be covered. If that's you, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on uh, our website, just type in connect. Type in connect in the chat, and one of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you. Or if you're listening to us on the phone. Or, or, or on um, YouTube, email us at connect to or call us at 704-334-5309 and we want to connect with you. St. Paul, can you do me a favor and give God praise for these two sisters, these two beautiful sisters that have come? We could do a whole lot better than that. God bless you all. Listen, I would normally come down and give you a hug, but because of COVID, I'm going to do fist bumped. Alright, amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, I want you to do me this favor. These lovely ladies over here, they're going to take you to the gym. They're going to help you to understand the decision that you're making and i let you know what the next steps are. Now, as you all go out, have y'all ever had anybody to shout over you? Oh, well, watch this. Watch this. Start walking. Start walking. Come on, St. Paul. Come on, St. Paul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God asks to the church as God sees fit. Deacons, would you come? Deacons, would you come? As the deacons are coming, we're getting ready to go through the ordinance of communion. Give me my robe. I'm looking. Who took my robe? Y'all know me. All right. Listen. anyone that does not have communion elements if you've been baptized you have the right to take communion so if you don't have communion would you hold up your hand so that our deacons can make sure you're good if you don't have communion hold up your hand hold up your hand hold up your hand thank you joe hold up your hand hold up your hand If you don't have communion and you've been baptized or you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're eligible to take communion. Hold up your hand. Want to make sure. Amen. You've been baptized. You've been baptized. Did I baptize you? Or somebody else did. You don't know. Have you ever been in the water and been dunked? Come here. Come here. Come here. I want to make sure you're good. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate that. All right, this your what? Your what? No, you said it. Your what? You ain't old enough to have no grandson. All right. Okay, you good. God bless you. Amen. Let's prepare f- for the ordinance of communion. If you would, shake it because it can, the sediments can settle. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful ordinance that we partake in called communion. It helps us to reflect upon what your son Jesus Christ did nearly 2,000 years ago on that Thursday night when he took the Passover meal. And he made it a meal for the church let us look within forgive us of our sins and help us oh god to be the persons you want us to be even now in the name of your son jesus we thank you for what you have done what you are doing and what you will do in salvific history it's in his name we pray and we say amen on the night that your Lord my Lord was betrayed he took bread he blessed it and he broke it he told the disciples take eat this is my body that shall be given for thee let us at this time eat and likewise he took a common cup and after he gave thanks to God for it he lifted it toward heaven he told the disciples drink ye all of it for this is the blood of the New Testament that would be shared for the remissions of sin, let us at this time drink. Amen. The Bible says, "Afterwards, they sang to him, and they went out to the Mount of Olives." Scott, can we do the doxology? All right, let's stand, and we're going to do the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, and then as you head out, if you would. I believe our ushers or somebody will have containers where you can empty, throw away your communion cup. Please do not put it in the offering basket. That's now the trash can. Amen. Huh? Okay, trash cans are outside the door. Thank you, Deacon Pearson. Trash cans are outside the door. All right. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all his seed and joy to only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Lord bless you. Have a strong, blessed weekend. The oh Lord, I love you, but God loves you even more. Be blessed.